Hey guys, welcome to the Bowhunting Soul Podcast. Um, before we get into the episode, um, actually today's episode is going to be with a repeat guest, with Mr. Uh, Mr. Blaine Swanson. He's going to talk about his uh, uh, great season so far in Minnesota. He's uh, shot his very first animal, two animals actually, with a traditional bow. He shot a black bear on opening day, um, and then he's also got a, a beautiful buck uh, down in uh, November here. So uh, we're going to get into talking about uh, you know his, his season, his successful season. But before we get into that, I want to do a couple shout outs. Uh, one of them is um, to a new podcast I'm listening to, and it is called the Green Mountain Tradcast with Schaefer Magnet. I think I say his last name. Schaefer is his first name. Is it Magnet or Magnet? I'm not sure. I'm sorry, Schaefer. I don't. I, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. But um, he just started back in um, uh, October, and uh, he's a traditional guy. I've been shooting a recurve since I think he said the age of like three or five or something like that, and he's like in his late twenties. So he's been. Um, uh, he, he's been hunting with a recurve bow for forever. He lives in Vermont and it's just like a, it's just a really cool, uh, traditional podcast. You know, he's got a couple a few guests on, uh, and it's just guys, traditional guys, uh, just kind of BSing about trad bows and hunting. It's really cool. Um, very laid back. So, um, go ahead and check that one. Uh, go ahead and check that one out. Second of all is, um, I started, um, not just recently, but I have been taking the uh, the bow hunting whitetail co- course from um, Jason Samkoviak, of course, of uh, Traditional Bow Hunting Wilderness Podcast. Uh, there's something for everybody in there. He's got like, I think he's over 16, 18, 20 chapters. I can't remember. Um, and the first, uh, you know, first eight or nine or whatever are kind of, you know, in front of him in front of like a whiteboard and it's kind of entry level stuff. But in the later chapters, he really gets into detail about breaking down how to like get close to these animals, uh, really evaluate a spot. Uh, you know, be in the right spot, uh, figuring out terrain, that kind of stuff. It's really, really beneficial. It's only 75 bucks and, uh, go ahead and check that out. It's, it's, there's really, I mean, you, you could have been hunting for 20 years and you probably learned something from this. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, there's something for everybody of value in there. So, um, I definitely think you should, uh, uh, go check it out. And, um, the other thing is, so I guess we can move on to, um, well, the, the podcast is growing. This podcast is growing. I really appreciate that. Um, I really appreciate your guys' support. We're still small, but growing. So the best things you can do are a few things here. Number one is leave ratings. Go to any of these podcasts and go just and rate the podcast. You don't even have to leave a review. Just rate the podcast. Give it a positive rating. That gets us uh, found on a lot of the podcasters and things like that. Uh, tell all your friends because I don't advertise. Uh, so tell all your friends. Share it on social media. I mean, that's huge. Anything we've had right now or the, su- the success or growth that we've had is completely 100% organic. So I'm really proud of that. Um, if you want to support the podcast monetarily, I'm not going to sit here and do like a Patreon thing, at least not yet, and kind of beg you guys for money. But um, there are ways you can support. Number one is T-shirts. We have a Teespring site, teespring.com slash soul. If you go to Teespring and just look or, or just search for Bowhunting Soul storefront, um, we've got a bunch of cool shirts there, very reasonably, reasonably priced, so they're pretty cool. Um, and the other one is I keep talking about uh, the, the Amazon links in my YouTube videos. So if you go to pretty much almost any of my videos uh, on the Bohoning Soul YouTube channel, and please subscribe there too, that, that helps. If you uh, click the description, like right below the video, you'll see like it says description. And on the right hand side, there's like a little drop down arrow. Drop that down. There's like a paragraph describing what the episode is about. Well, underneath that paragraph, um, at the end of it, there's a bunch of links. Those are Amazon links. And if you click through those and you go shopping on Amazon, no matter what you buy, it doesn't have to be the product that I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be anything that they, that I directly link you to. The fact that you went to Amazon through my link, I will get commission back. Sometimes it's pennies, sometimes it's a few dollars, 
Um, so, you know, it, and it all adds up and it's greatly appreciated, especially around Christmas time. I'm sure everyone's shopping on Amazon. I know it's like an extra step for you to do guy for you guys to do, but, um, you know, that's like a free way. It doesn't cost you guys a dime. You guys can still use Amazon prime. It looks no different other than you went to the extra step of going through my YouTube video and just clicking through that link to get to Amazon. So, um, I was able to afford a brand new headset you look, you're listening to it on it right now. So, um, I really appreciate that. So just keep that in mind and then just kind of spread the word and, uh, hope you guys' uh, seasons are still continuing to be, uh, to be really good. I'm going to put out a, a few podcasts here in the next, uh, in, in the next coming months. So, um, I've got some really good guests lined up, but, uh, today we are going to have, like I said, our first repeat guest, Mr. Blaine Swanson. So, uh, we can get right into that. Okay, it says it's starting recording. Yeah. Oh, and it did say when you when you uh, dropped off the call there that the uh, recordings were available for thirty days. Yeah, I saw that, but I don't trust it. My computer lies to me. (laughs) Skype Skype lies to me. Anything with electrons lies to me. I don't trust it. Oh yeah. I know. Oh. Okay. So once once again, (laughs) we were kind of joking that. Anybody who's even interested in thinking of starting a podcast should listen to the last uh, 35 minutes of the nonsense that we've been going through trying to figure out how to get like <laughs> Skype to record and Audacity to record. It's, it, 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 it's one thing doing it just kind of like by yourself. But when you're trying to get like a guest on, this is why I don't have like any like hardly guests on, on, the, on my show because I haven't figured out how to do this thing properly yet. It's just uh, it, it's ridiculous. So supposedly we're recording now. So um so anyway, what did we start off with? We said that you were had the uh, um, uh, the notoriety. What is it? Notoriety, I guess would be yeah. a good word of uh, word. being. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Of, of being our first uh, <laughs> send re- it repeat repeat guest on uh, on the show, and um, I guess I wanted John here because your season has been pretty damn good compared to my season, which has like nothing going on with it. So. Um, you know, I guess for anybody who didn't listen to the first episode, uh, briefly, I guess, kind of tell, you know, who you are, where do you live, and, uh, and then we can kind of get into your, your, your hunts this year. Yeah, so uh, I'm Blaine Swanson. Um, I'm from northern Minnesota um, and uh, grew up around the Kellier area, which is way the heck up here, middle of nowhere, and um yeah, carpenter by trade. Been doing that since I was 15. So, um, yeah, addicted to uh, bow hunting. Have been since I was probably, uh, I think I picked up a bow when I was 12. Shot a compound until, man, it's pushing three years ago now. Um, just uh, dropped dropped everything with a compound and uh, went full full in on the stick bow and um yeah, you dove you dove right in yeah i mean i had i had a bow press i had the whole nine yards i tuned all my own stuff and with compounds and uh was really into it but uh i don't know i just caught the trad bug i guess and uh didn't screw around or waste any time i just sold everything and um yeah 
When, I don't think I asked you last time. What got you into that? What what made what made like the all of a sudden like I need to just to shoot a trad bow and you know? Oh man, I don't know. What, um, what sparked it? Well, I don't know. Just for one thing, I was getting bored with the compound a little bit, which is I think a pretty, pretty uh, probably a pretty normal reason for newer guys right now mm -hmm. to get into it. Yeah. Um, really, it's just just all the pretty the reason i'm i got into it was pretty much the same reason every new trad guy is getting into it now um certain people influenced me for sure um and just seeing uh seeing certain guys on social media having fun with it and uh it, well guys like tom Klum and joel turner and the push guys right and um you know just i mean it's been said a thousand times a thousand other new traditional archers aaron snyder for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just yeah definitely yeah, and then uh just kind of got bored with it with the compound you know um I, I mean i wasn't breaking any records but i shot decent with it and um killed you know critters every year with it and um just kind of wanted a new challenge so um and i i, I also thought the uh, trad community is pretty cool um, there's a lot of, well, a lot of deep history with traditional archery, obviously Fred Bear and right. Glenn St. Charles and all those guys, um, you know, they're pretty badass dudes. So I figured, uh, just dive right in. Yeah. Kind of be cool to follow in their footsteps. So what, what was the first bow you bought? First bow I bought, man, <sighs> I guess I've dabbled in stick bows since pretty much the beginning. Um, first bow I bought, though. Well, that's what I mean. Like, what what first stick bow you bought when you decided to kind of make the jump? Oh, um, dang. I think it was a Hoyt Buffalo. Actually, oh, okay. Riser Hoyt Buffalo. Um, buddy had it and sold it to me for a pretty freaking good deal. So um, that was my first one, and then it quickly escalated from there um, yeah we, we were joking uh we were blaine swanson boho you know that should be on your on your card <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah. you sold off well, you sold off a bunch of them haven't you yeah I, i'm down to i went from like 12 down to jesus i think i have four or five right now um, yeah i've got four one two yeah three. yeah i got four yeah yeah, yeah. and I, i'm looking to looking to downsize even more so i'm I think I've finally settled on a bow or two that I really like. Um, so, so you yeah. really like your Java man? I know you got a Java man, right? Yep, that's hands down my my favorite longbow. I I've really I've I've mostly shot longbows. Um, I've in the past going on three years, I think I've owned fifteen or so different bows now, mm -hmm. and um, you know, buy, sell, and trade and whatever. Had them pass through my hands at least, and. Um, I'd say, call it 15 to round up a number. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it, but probably um, 12 of those or better, 13 of those 15 have been longbows. So. Really? But uh, yeah, dabbling in the recurves now, and I'm really liking them. Um, but that Java Man elk cart, that is hands down the sweetest longbow I've ever shot. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty bow. Oh, that that's thing is amazing. It's, and then uh, you got your uh, your widow now too, right? Yep, yep. 
And uh, that's my first, I'd call it my first series recurve. Um, mm-hmm. Dabbled a little bit in ILF and stuff. And um, so I've had some different recurve setups there. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of that bow. And uh, the guys at Black Widow are super cool. So Yeah, I've heard them a bunch of times on other stuff. So, yep. so I've never shot either one. I've never shot a Java Man and I've never shot a Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So between the two, I mean, how, how different does it really feel? I mean, is it like like night and day difference is are you more accurate with one is it more natural with one oh yeah i'd definitely say it's night and day not in a bad way they're just totally different bows um you know not not just being long bows and recurves but right um that's obvious but just i don't know um i shoot them both pretty well i honestly i've only had this black widow for about a month so i haven't and I've been hunting with it more than shooting it, which is bad. But uh, I have a bad habit of getting bows in the middle of the season and then going and shooting stuff with them. I've, I don't know. But uh, I need to quit that because it's kind of a bad habit to get bad thing to get into because I'm not really going into my hunting with a really super tuned bow, if you will, if you want mm-hmm. to use the term super, super tuned, whatever. Yeah. Um, basically, when I get a bow during the season, I get it pretty freaking close and call it call it a day until after season but uh yeah you know i'm, I'm not shaking taking shots past 20 yards anyway so but uh yeah i mean they're they both have their strengths and weaknesses i would say um they're a little bit different specs so well quite a bit different specs so um but yeah i don't know um what are the specs on them so the Java Man is a 58-inch, um, 48 pounds at 28, which is oh, what I draw roughly. Perfect, yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's a thing of beauty, man. Um, and I can pick that bow up and just, you know, not shoot it for a month or two and just pick it up and just hammer with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Widow, that's a PMA, 64-inch, um, 52 pounds at 28. And uh, I'm finding that the little bit heavier draw weight, um, I get used to it pretty quick. Uh, and it keeps me a little more honest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely like the little bit of extra thump I get out of it. So, What do you mean by keeps you more honest? Do you have it like a cleaner release or yeah. it just makes you pull harder? Or, yep, or... for sure. Yep, just keeps you, uh, keeps you into that back tension a little bit, a little bit better because you're mm-hmm. holding on all that weight. And, right. Um, definitely cleaner release and all that stuff so is um so everyone talks about how much like deflex that like a widow has for example right because like the handles look so far forward are you finding one easier to shoot as far as like um i don't know consistency or forgiveness or is it just more like the way it fits in your hand um well you know i've been shooting that um elk cart for longer so Mm -hmm. that one definitely feels more natural i'm actually I'm still playing with, like, deciding on if I like the grip on this Widow. Um, it's a little bit, like, it's a medium wrist. And it's a little bit hot. Like, I'm, I'm obviously, I've been shooting longbows for so long. It's a little bit higher than what I normally like. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, the medium, is that what they are what they call their standard grip? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That would be, cons- yeah. And it, I, I'd call it a medium, you know, just, you know, your medium grip um it's not a high grip or anything but it's higher than what i'm used to um i'm actually i think 
I think I'm going to send it into Black Widow after the season mm-hmm. and uh, have them reshape the grip a little bit. To the low grip. At least you can go that direction. You can't yeah. have material you can they, take no, away. They, they do custom grips, too. Yeah. So um, I've been talking to Randy Cooling a little bit about it. We yep. sometimes message back and forth on Instagram and stuff um, about bows and whatnot because he shoots the same bow I have. So um, he... He kind of has a grip that he has him custom make, and then Aaron Snyder kind of adopted it too. So it's uh, he sh- sent me pictures of it last night. It's a lot flatter and low. It's a low wrist, so hmm. probably gonna have them. I mean, I think they charge you an extra hundred bucks for a custom grip, but you know, it's off season. I don't care if it's you know if I'm not shooting it for a week or something while they have it. So. Um, gonna probably have him do that so it's a it's a just a little bit it's a higher risk than i'm used to and i it's a it's a little more round and i just like that flat low wrist so i can get my uh my palm in there nice and flat so um the elk cart definitely has in my, in my opinion that's a perfect longbow grip or per- Okay, I think we're back to recording here. So, basically, yep. my computer screen went blank, and um, I ended up shutting down when you were setting uh, mid-season, you said something like that, or end-of-season? You said you were about to send it in. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're gripping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so basically what I said after that was uh, the the um, elk cart just has a – that has that flat low-risk grip. Um, mm-hmm. it, Greg definitely knows how to build a grip like it. The little bit that I've uh, heard about what like Tom Clum looks for in a grip, that's basically it. So, um, and that picture that Randy sent me last night of that grip he has, it looks very similar. So, um, definitely gonna have him do that. So, hmm. yeah, grip, grip to me, it like that's that's a huge part of a bow. Um, oh, that's everything to me. Oh God, yeah. yeah. If it's an uncomfortable grip not going to shoot it as well so i mean i've got a few like sitting here and i've been working on a couple of them like for like forever just trying to get like the absolute perfect grip yeah and uh, there's only like one or two of them that and, and, and they're different and like two of them could be like totally different grips but they like feel right to me mm-hmm. i can pick up that kodiak and it's got like a skinny long bowish kind of grip Yep. It feels really good because I can just like choke up on that thing and grab it. Yep. And then the other the other grip is I've kind of modified a little bit on my Kodiak Magnum, which is like a really high risk grip. Yeah. But that just kind of like locks in, you know, the way mm-hmm. when I pick it up, and they're totally totally different. But I'm trying to replicate, you know, on any other bow that I have that grip, you know, because to yeah. me it's like if I have to think about it, then it's it's too much to think about, you know. It yep. just needs to be absolutely perfect, and yep. it's exactly. it can't be understated. It's amazing, you know, how much like. Until we make fun of like you know like the boho thing and having too many bows and blah blah blah, but I mean it really allows you to go and like kind of you know test out like all these other bows and test out different grips and you you immediately after shooting like three four five ten of these things you know you know what you like and you know immediately what you don't like you know and if you don't like it it's got to go down the road you know there's no there's no sense in trying to make it you know what it's not so yeah um. So those are your two main bows, and those are the two bows that you that you shot your 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 two animals with so far this year. So I want to get yep. first into your your bear hunt. Yep. So Minnesota bear opener September one, 
take it away. Yeah. So, well, I'll probably start before then because, uh, you know, we, we can bait here. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess I don't have any problem with baiting. Uh, it's really the only way to hunt them, mm-hmm. I would say, in Minnesota. I mean, it's, it'd be impossible to shoot one any other way. Yeah, um, it's thick, thick up here, and I, I don't, I've never been to North Idaho, Idaho, but I've heard people talk about the underbrush there. Yeah, we, pro- I think from what I've heard, you know, from what I'm picturing, we have the same type of crap. It is well, you, you've been to like central Minnesota, kind of, right? I have. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing here. It doesn't change from, you know, middle of the state north. It doesn't really change much. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it's just thick, thick. I don't, I can't even remember what the heck that brush is called, but hazel brush or something. I don't know. Red, anyway, red brush. Yeah, there you go, red. Brush. Red brush. Yep. And it, it is nasty stuff. Yes, it is. Oh, it's horrible. And uh, just you know, big timber and everything. It, unless you were hunting in the spring, maybe, and hunting on a logging road or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. But. Ah, it's just so dense here. It's so baiting is really the only way to do it here. Um, and we have a pretty high population of bears. Um, so I started baiting, you know, you can start baiting, I think two weeks, uh, before the season opens. Mm -hmm. So I did that. Um, the first week I didn't have anything hit. And I think on night number seven on the dot, uh, I had my first bear hit and it's a pretty good one. Um, what what were you baiting with? Oh man, so I got a bunch of stuff from Lucky Sevens down in Cambridge, Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. They they basically um, sell like uh, factory rejects from all these candy factories and stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, for really cheap, so I went down there, bought a bunch of stuff. So like, uh, let me think, trail mix. So that some of it had M and M's and crap in it, but most of it was like nuts and stuff pretzels stuff like so, that so was it like one for the bear one for blaine one for the bear, <laughs> one for blaine? oh kind of dude tough. some of the stuff it's just like maybe a month outdated or something or oh, you know whatever candy. it lasts forever oh yeah or it just looks <laughs> funny but it oh like i got i can't remember how many pounds of licorice i think four or five hundred pounds of like different kinds of licorice Holy oh crap oh it was bad like it's i <laughs> I've baited a couple times before, and it's always bad. Uh, you just sit there and eat the stuff that doesn't look too nasty, and it tastes awesome. So, <laughs> so, so, so you're so you're not married and stuff, right? But I mean, you, no. you've heard you've heard like the thing, the term uh, pregnancy weight, or um, yeah, um, oh, what do you, what do they call it when like the husband you know gains the weight too, oh, sympathy, yeah, right, sympathy weight right. or whatever. Yep. So, <laughs> did you do the same thing with the bear? <laughs> <laughs> Felt like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty hard to keep your paws off that crap sometimes that oh man but uh yeah stuff like that um i tried to stay away from the chocolate stuff i don't know if it i've i've heard it it's bad for him but i think from i've heard both ways i've heard it takes a lot of chocolate to do it and i've heard it to like mess up their stomach and it can kill them i guess but i, I guess it's dark chocolate is what mm. what can kill them i free it's like you know uh, dogs can't eat chocolate same type thing yeah i've heard that too and i recently a dog owner i was talking to said that's kind of like an old wives tale but i I don't want to give false information you know and have people like hurt their dogs and stuff so right right (laughs) 
But I mean, either way, I figured out uh, it's. They didn't really eat much of anything with chocolate in it anyway. They didn't really seem to care for it. But mm-hmm. uh, chocolate-covered peanuts, I had some of those. And then uh, a lot of gummies and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. You're lucky you didn't find me a Pontreal camera up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, some frostings and stuff. Um, yeah. But mostly, I would say trail mix and then the, the, um, the uh, Twizzlers and stuff like that. Licorice. So, Jeez. Yeah, lots of lots of bait you put out. Um, I think I, I'd put four or five gallon buckets out. Um, and once, uh, one, you know, that first first night or the seventh day, first night a bear hit, he pretty well cleaned it out. That was a pretty good bear. He's like, I don't know, for up here anyway. He's uh, probably, I, I, judging by feet, it's like squared feet. I, I'm not super good at that. I'm, mm-hmm. We generally go more by like, weight here yeah but i don't know six footer um you know somewhere in that 300 ish pound range yeah um that was the biggest one that came in there what's that that's a that's a that sounds like a pretty big bear yeah he's he's a he's a good one for sure um but he was strictly nocturnal and he wasn't coming in every night but he'd come in every two three nights um and then i had three or four uh like the one I shot, which is like a 200 pounder. It's like what a f- four and a half, five foot bear. Mm-hmm. Um, that two, three, four of them, and then uh, one other bear that was pretty, pretty nice. I don't know, 250, 225, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, so they were hitting. They finally started hitting uh, during daylight, like the last hour probably three days before the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't check my camera for a couple days before season. Uh, went in there and baited on opening opening night um, and had, saw their, I mean, they just demolished it, right? Um, there wasn't a single scrap on the ground. Uh, there, I could see there's a lot of bears hitting it. And I hadn't checked the camera in a couple days. Um checked it and i had i think seven different bears hitting it i couldn't there's i could tell they were different but uh they're all except that big boy um they're all kind of the same size Mm -hmm. but uh, you could definitely tell they were different bears you know different they're they're close in the same size but you could definitely tell they're different bears so i had six or seven hitting over those past couple days that I hadn't checked it. And uh, one in particular was coming in in daylight every single night, that three days or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, daylight. So I'm like, ah, that's the one I'm going to kill, I guess. You know, I mean, they're, I'm not going to be picky and picky choosy, you know. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I heard a stick snap when I was baiting, um, like 40 yards away in the, in the brush. And I'm like, okay, there's bears like right here right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> went back to my truck, put my bait buckets away threw a camel top on and grabbed my bow and snuck back in there. Wasn't too far from my truck. Um, probably 250 yards, um, which is kind of nice when I ended up shooting a bear cause it wasn't that far of a drag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so slipped in there, um, barely got up in the tree, got my 
safety harness hooked up and everything and got my bow hung up and I could just sense there was something close to me. So, um, looked over and sure enough, there's a, a bear standing at about 40 yards. Um, nice. and I could tell it was that one that was coming in in daylight. So just looking at me, uh, watch me climb the tree. I'm sure watch me walk into the bait and I'm sure it was the one that snapped the stick earlier. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I just sat there and watched it for a second and it came right in, came right underneath my tree and, uh, actually stood up on my tree and looked up at me. I was about 15, 16 feet up. No kidding. And I thought I was going to, thought I was going to climb my tree to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, went back down on all fours and actually laid, laid down like touching my tree. I was in, um, for about a minute and, uh, I had typewriter like pretty bad. Yeah. And my leg is just, legs are just chattering away. And, uh, was, was this your first you know, bear, by the way? Was yeah. this your first bear hunt? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I've I've hunted them a couple times before, a few times, and been around them quite a bit. Um, helping my brother-in-law and sister bait a little bit, and mm-hmm. being on uh, recoveries and stuff like that. So I have a little bit of experience with them. Um, my sister, she's shot. Gosh, I don't know how many. Six. Oh, cool. I don't. Yeah, the past couple have been when she was pregnant and uh pretty far along too Mm -hmm. um but she shot quite a few bears but uh anyway so yeah this thing is right underneath me and walks to the bait barrel and i could tell it wasn't definitely wasn't a dominant bear uh because it was pretty nervous um you know just cautious walk bait and everything but i had my bait set at 11 yards from the tree so pretty close quarters um kind of how many yards you some, said 11 11 okay yep so kind of tucked under some balsams and stuff so it was real close like sheltered little spot and uh went into the bay ate their quarter and real strong away from me basically facing away and it that wasn't a shot i wanted to take but um first oh man fed fed like eating straight away from me for like felt like forever is probably 15 minutes 10 oh, wow. minutes yeah yeah and then uh kind of got nervous for some reason i don't think there was another bear in the area but just kind of took a right kind of walked away from the bait a little bit um stood up on the tree where my you know you have to uh like have your name and mm-hmm. phone number and address and all that attached near the bait site and all that and uh stood up on that tree that that was in sniffed that sign and stuff and then uh came back into the bait barrel uh which is legal now this as of this year on public land but uh yeah and then um i was just wait i had one limb in my way that i couldn't reach when i was trimming a couple limbs um and then uh let's see then uh, she she it was a sow she had her leg back so i waited uh another probably half a minute before she moved her leg forward she just would not move just expose those vitals yeah she was just sitting there eating and and yeah i wanted that leg to go forward um she's quartering away a little bit just wanted it to go forward so i could slip it into that pocket right up there well yep not try bears are way different than deer but it was uh 
I don't know. Just I kind of wanted to hug that shoulder a little bit. Um, well, not hug the shoulder, I guess, but the the leg was way back, like mid body. Yeah. So I needed that leg to go forward, forward a little bit, and yeah. Uh, yeah. finally did. And I I came to full draw once, uh, but that limb was in the way, and then um, I uh, her leg went forward, and I came to full draw and. Um, sadly, I'm disappointed in myself. I did not get through my clicker. I yeah. Clicker. Um, it was just kind of one of those situations where, and that, I mean, that was the first time I've, uh, like I've missed a few deer in the past couple of years, but so I, I didn't want to screw it up, but at the same time I, I knew I needed to get that shot off like right then. Cause that was um, your window. Yeah. That was my window. Yeah. So, I mean, I got. 99.9% of the way through my clicker, but then it was like, okay, you know, my mind just said, okay, let her rip, and uh, released, actually made a good clean release still, um, felt my hand fling back over my shoulder like you want it to and all that, I don't do that every time, but I try to, um, that's always the goal is to have that nice clean release and yeah. follow through and all that, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was pretty focused on my shot, not really where I was uh on the bear you know so i was stayed pretty present in the shot and then uh i just remember i'll never forget uh watching that yellow and white feather yellow ball going right through that bear um Mm -hmm. that was pretty incredible um you know first time i had seen that so um yeah and the arrow hit and uh bear flipped over actually on its back roared real loud and uh when the arrow hit flipped over on its back and you know kicked for a second then got up and uh ran about 40 yards and i could see it doing the death wobble and uh stopped for a second and then like regained its strength i guess and uh took off and in, did kind of like a 90 and uh i heard it crashing off and then pretty soon silence and then hear that death moan that so you, you always did, hear you did about. Hear the, yeah you so you did get the death moan oh it was loud yeah i actually i recorded it i had it on my insta story mm-hmm. what, you know like as it was happening it was pretty faint you know but i mean it was only 60 yards away but stupid cell phone can't pick yeah. up so much but yeah it was loud like there was no mistake and i'm like oh yeah that thing is dead so it was it was that has got to be the most one of the most eerie sounds i've ever heard in my life though um, the death moan oh I've, yeah i've, was... I've speaking speaking of that not not to take away from from you i'm gonna get back to your story here yep just just yesterday i was up uh, at a buddy's place yep. um up north well up north for me which is like near barnum yep. and um you know, one one day rifle hunting basically, right? It's like the one day I, I had to go up, and yep. he's recently had wolves move into the um, to his property. He yeah, jumped five of them. Um, yeah. Well, actually, he jumped the buck, and then as he was turning to kind of you know follow the trail that the buck went down, he hears hears this crashing and commotion, and five wolves just come bounding, you know, right in front of him, less than twenty yards, chasing after that buck, you yeah. know, and they've never had uh, uh, wolves up there before. So um, when I went up there the day after, which was yesterday, about nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning, 
Yep. One of them sounds off, and then the rest of them sound off. And I'm like, holy shit. So I get my phone out, yeah. and I, st- I start trying to record. But you're right. It sounds so, it's so loud when you're there. But yeah. the, the, the iPhone didn't record crap. Like, I can barely hear it in the background. Yep. But, I mean, they were, like, right by his stand, you know. Yeah. But they were only maybe, like, I don't know, 100 yards away from, from me or something, 150, 200 yards maybe at the most. Yeah. Like, you know, as, 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 as the crow flies kind of thing. But you're right, man. There's some, there's some eerie sounds. I've, I've never heard wolves um, you know, in person before. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to hear, yeah. but not cool that they've, you know, there's, there's no deer on the property. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there's a ton of wolves up here and yeah, it's cool. It's always really cool to hear them. We hear them pretty often. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're thick. Um, no, the I'm DNR like, yeah, says the, uh, there's not that many of them, man. Come on. Yeah, they don't <laughs> exist here, I don't think. <laughs> they don't uh, exist. They're not the problem. You know, they're not part of any problem at all. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, it's bad. I could go on and on about wolves and whatever, but, yeah. All I, all I have to say is they need to open up that wolf season again up here and uh, get the opinion of some state biologists that actually know what they're doing and get the... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, U.S. Fish and Wildlife out biologists say they need a season, but I mean, they just keep getting sued by all the animal rights people, you know? Yeah, and, that's the thing, you know, too. You got a, you exactly. got a judge in New York or, or D.C. or whatever that decides, you know, hey, they're cute and cuddly, and, you know, my kid likes Disney, so. Yeah. No kidding. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so so you, so you, uh, I don't want to get off on that tangent because it'll rile yeah. me up. So so you, yeah. you hear the death moan, and then I think I, w- I was watching your Insta story there, and you were just kind of shaking, crazy yeah. at this point. And, and then how long did you uh, did you wait to get down? Uh not too long. Probably, f- I I'm not patient when it comes to that stuff. If I know it's a good hit, I mean I watched my yeah. arrow hit it perfect. Heard it heard the death moan, so uh, maybe ten minutes. Yeah. Um, not too long. Got down and uh. Found my arrow laying about 10 yards past where I shot it. It was a, it was a full pass through, but uh, it did hang up on the feathers mm-hmm. um, a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I was stuck in the dirt, actually standing straight up. Found that. That was pretty cool. I think I took some pictures of that and posted them up. <laughs> how, how, how heavy is your arrow? You were shooting that 48-pound bow, right? You said the, yeah. the elk art. How heavy yep. is your arrow? Um, For that setup, I have a... 672 grain arrow i think 670 okay. yeah so pretty heavy, pretty heavy um, yeah. yeah which i'm sh- i'll tell you not to get away from the bear story but i'm i'm shooting a pretty freaking light arrow right now well mm-hmm. light for me 540 grains out of this black widow mm-hmm. and i hate it i hate you it. do um yeah i can't stand the trajectory um like i'm constantly hitting high <laughs> i don't know yeah. if it's it's just not in my comfortable like it's not for me um like that six six hundred and ten maybe six hundred maybe to like six to seven hundred anywhere in there Mm -hmm. um you know so you want to be about like 13 something grains per pound basically somewhere around there is is like a good you know i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of in the same boat here i've been shooting this um like all my bows are like like 39 to like 44 pounds basically, right? But but the ones I shoot most are like 39 and 40 pounds basically, because um, that's kind of where I ended up with when my draw length, you know, like got shorter and shorter basically, because yep. that's where I felt comfortable. Yep. So, um, but I, I kept the arrow. The, the arrow that I've got is like 610 grains. Yeah. You know, so it's like 15.6 grains per pound. You yeah. know, and my point on is like. 
25 yards you right. know and that's like a genuine like actual point on yeah and um that's beautiful though for for God. Hunting, you know. oh yeah it's, it's seriously dogs, that it's is dogs, that's slow. like damn yeah i i know i i honestly would love to have a 25 yard point on to be honest yeah I it's I, i'm, I'm finding awesome. with with one with with this one though it's still a little bit um uh, it's flying a little bit stiff just a little yep. bit you know, uh, and I don't want to keep adding like more, more and more weight on the front. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, that 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 15 yards and under is is like, I I really like that trajectory. You yeah, know? I really like that. And, and and God, they're going. I think my 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 K mag is going like 131 feet per second, yeah. and my yep. my 59 is like 138 or 141 or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. And I've 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 played around with like a lighter arrow, like a you know like a 510 grain arrow kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's not that much worse, you know. It's 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 not bad at all. But yeah. I, st- I still like yep. that heavy arrow. I just need to I just need to get to um, the weight that I have. I've I've been racking my brain today actually because I was out shooting this morning, um, trying to find you know a combination where I'm gonna kind of keep the weight at least at like a 600, you know, yep. but still have uh, you know the, the 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 spine or the dynamic spine that I you know that that I yeah. like. But yep. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, for sure. So it worked out for you basically. So you had, you had that weight, and it just just blew right through the bear pretty much. It, it got oh, hung yeah. up on it got hung up on the fletching, but I think yep. I mean it's like so much fat, so much hair, you know, that's kind of expected, right? Yeah, the hair for sure did it. I think uh, they have such thick fur, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I uh, so pretty pretty uh, easy blood trail. Uh, I've when I I tell you. So I shot it with that three-blade Valkyrie, um, mm-hmm. the freaking Gucci head, uh, 300 grainer, the oh, Jager, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that thing left a blood trail like I've never seen. Um, the arrow, so it, so the arrow went in kind of high because I was pretty, you know, it was a close shot and it was fairly steep. Um, so I would say like. Four in, three inches below the spine, and then it came out the armpit. And uh, so that, you know, two holes um, is always better than one for sure. Mm-hmm. So I bled like no other. Um, I was expecting way less of a blood trail for sure. Really? You know, hear horror stories of bears not bleeding and everything. Um, but this one bled like crazy. Uh, you, it was one of those blood trails where you couldn't walk on the blood trail quite. You had to kind of walk off to the side because you'd get blood all over your pants and everything. But, no uh, shit. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just tracked her up. Um, she went about 60 yards, and she was just laying there nice and peaceful. So um, that was a pretty surreal moment for sure to walk up. You know, I mean, it, she ran in the thick, real thick brush, so it was a little sketchy there for a minute because, mm-hmm. like, the further the blood trail went, the thicker it was. And I was pretty soon I was on my hands and knees and I'm like, eh, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> I ne- like I've never been on a blood trail where I haven't had a gun in my hand, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, so yeah. it was a little bit unnerving. Um, I mean, I did have my gun with me, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in my hand. My bow was in my hand. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, popped out in a little tiny, maybe, 15 foot opening and there she was laying on the actually oh, cool. the trail that all these bears were coming into the bait down or one of them anyway yeah. and uh, laying there nice and peaceful so 
Yeah, went about 60 yards and piled up. and um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Um, what did yeah. you, uh, you end up doing with her? Um, as far as like a mountain or whatever? Or... Well, a mountain, mountain meat, both. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. I think I did a lot of burger um, with the meat, uh, some steaks, and a couple rows, but uh, mostly burger. Mm-hmm. Um, make some summer sausages and stuff out of that. So out of some of it at least. Um, that sounds that sounds really really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love bear meat. I've had it. I've eaten quite a lot of it, and uh, it's definitely up there on my list for sure. Um, I've never had it. Is, oh man, it's good. I mean, you gotta you gotta clean them right for sure, and get that hide off right away because mm-hmm. it's early season, you know, September, and they just hold in so much heat on that. You know, they have so much fat and so much thick fur. Yeah, we were in the 90s still in September. I don't know how, I, don't, I can't remember what, what that weekend was, opening weekend oh, was, but. It wasn't that hot up here. No. I think it was in the s- low 70s. Okay, okay. Mid 70s, maybe. It wasn't too, too bad. Uh, but yeah, you definitely, with bears, you know, people complain about uh, that, you know, bad, bad encounters with mm-hmm. bear meat or whatever. Uh, the number one thing is get that hide off and get. Like, once that's done, get the heat out is basically, and what it comes down to as fast as you can, cool them down. And then when you're butchering them, make sure you get all the fat off. Um, all the, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, it's, that's where that flavor comes from, I think. Yeah, good like, or bad, right? Yeah, yeah, so if it's, exactly. If it's, if it's like a, like a Stephen Ornella, like blueberry bear, yeah, you know, you're good. If it's eaten, you know, dead skunks and beavers not so yep. good yeah, yeah that's i would i i i don't know that for sure but i would have to assume just like anything you know if it if a bear is eating out of a dumpster or something mm-hmm, <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. probably not gonna taste as good as eating right one that's eating blueberries or something so yeah but uh yeah um getting the hide tanned actually um you know left the face on and all that so um Actually, I really wish I would have kept the claws on, but I didn't, like an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually cut some of the claws off and made a necklace out of them. So I wear oh, that cool. now when I'm hunting and everything. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I mean, the I, skull. What's what's that? Go go ahead. Oh no, the skull. I'm just you know boiling and doing a euro euro mount on that. So um, okay. I'm actually gonna take the skull from my bear, and then I'm euro mounting my buck at a shot um and uh doing like a double mount on some sort of driftwood or something oh cool like a 2019 kind of uh... yep first trad kills kind of thing so awesome i'm yeah. i'm not uh like, i mean you know me i'm i'm really not into like like taxidermy and stuff but for yeah. some reason like i really really want like if i ever do go bear hunting and get a bear i really really want for some reason a bear rug that's yeah. it just the rug Yep. You know, I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> yeah. I can't explain it, you know? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, that'd so, be my next one. I'm for sure getting a rug done, so. So you, you got your bear. Yeah. Super happy, all that stuff. And then uh, let's, uh, so then we move into deer season. Yep. Right? So do you want to talk about, um, I guess, like the first one you shot? And then. Um, yeah. Because you had an um, unrecovered one, unfortunately. Yeah. And then you had like a nice buck after that yep yep well in between that though uh right after my bear hunt um i hunted whitetails around home so, so yeah i guess we can go into the 
So our whitetail season opens what the second weekend of September. It was like yeah, 16th yeah. or something like that. Oh, yeah, you like went right on a mule deer hunt, didn't you? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So that was in between there, but uh, so yeah, hunted around home. Um, actually got my tree saddle, which I have to give you credit for that one. Uh, getting me into that. So I got my, I ordered my tethered mantis uh, really really late. Like I I figured out the date when they like how long it took. It was like right, like I was pushing it like within mm-hmm. days of, of like when it was supposed to be there versus when the season opened. But anyway, yeah. I ended up getting it like five days before the season opened, um, and I fell in love with that thing right away. Uh, just saddle hunting in general. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know I can't remember day to day. I hunted my ass off. I mm-hmm. can't exact day to day happenings, but. Um, yeah, so started the season off. Uh, opening day, I remember. I can't remember that was a shit show. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've really gotten into mobile hunting in the past probably three years, um, mm-hmm. and this tree saddle has taken it to a totally different level. Oh, absolutely. But um, yeah, so first sit like legit, like I I played around with my saddle in the backyard, like in the the woods behind the house and stuff um, during that week, but first legit sit with it hunting um i'd hiked into some public ground and uh it was that thick nasty brush and it was just a nightmare getting in there um as usual with me i got in there late um it's like an hour and a half drive from my house down to this spot so um got up early but not early enough and uh snuck in there and there's actually a couple other guys in there uh, i think they're college kids um i was in a huge area but i happened to plan my morning hunt uh where there was uh, unknowingly but there is uh like two or three other young guys um in there pretty close to me like two three hundred yards oh geez yeah so it sucked but it was just a yeah a failure from the start so didn't see a dang thing um but you know hunted a little bit those first couple weekends and then uh had a little bit of you know luck seeing deer saw i think i think the first night i actually saw deer was like the second weekend um or no maybe no it was the second day never second day of season sunday uh I went into this public land spot a little bit closer to my house, 15 minutes, and uh, that was a spot where I'd had so many big bucks on camera all summer long. I'd stayed out of there, tried to not pressure it, go in and check cameras when the wind was right, all that stuff. Lots of pictures of some great deer, um, daylight pictures and everything, and then opening day hit, and uh, it all went out the window because there was about 20 other guys in this little 80 mm-hmm. big spot. Literally, like, 18, 20 guys. Jesus. Uh, it was bad. Uh, and all my all the deer went nocturnal um, for the most part. But uh, I actually, so there was guys in there hunting when that second day and uh, talked to them a little bit. And I'm like, they went on their way. There was, like, six of them that, that night, I guess. Um, but throughout the season, there was, like, guys everywhere. But... Uh, and I, I actually, I let them, you know, go on their way We and uh, got my crap ready. 
And I actually decided to use, like, hunt right next to the parking area, which is just a little meadow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, there's just, there's some deer trails coming kind of into the meadow. Everybody parked and stuff. And I'm like, man, I bet, uh, and there's a doe bedding area nearby. I'm like, man, I bet there'll be some does because I have a doe tag for that area. Um, There'd be some does, like, just knowing deer a little bit. Uh, I found that sometimes they'll come, like, skirt a parking lot or where there's a vehicle. Um, Like, if they'll come out and look for danger on the edges of those spots, like parking lots or whatever, and they'll skirt them if there's people there. Um, So I'm like, man, I, I almost guarantee you... I will have some deer stop like just inside the woods and take a peek out here. Um, so I literally set up in view of my truck, everybody else's vehicles. Um, I was probably 60 yards back in the woods there in a big old oak and uh, had my saddle and everything and set up facing. So I had the tree I was in between me and where the deer were going to come from. Yeah, and it worked awesome. Uh, that's one thing, really cool thing with the saddles, is you can uh, use that tree to block, <coughs> excuse me, deer's vision pretty well. So, um, actually ended up having ten deer come in that night. Wow, uh, which is pretty freaking good for around here for sure. So, um, that's an exceptional sit. Um, I've only had a couple of those in my lifetime, so um, it's a good night. Had a big old doe come in i mean well there's five of them um the the mature nanny doe i guess he'd call her must have saw me move a little bit and uh she actually brought the whole group right into underneath my tree <laughs> yeah. and i was getting ready to draw on the on the second biggest doe she was a big one the second biggest doe was coming out perfect right to my left like three yards from my tree right five mm-hmm. yards whatever right underneath me and so I'm like, okay, they're here. They know the big doe knows I'm here, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull this off anyway. Like, I don't even care what she's doing. She came in as I kind of in my peripheral vision. I watched her come to the base of my tree and sniff. And I'm like, I don't even care. I'm going to kill this other doe. At that point. Yeah. They're right there. Either, yeah. I mean, how, how are you going to blow it or not? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I figured I'd get a shot off before they blew out. Right. Because it's a slam dunk. Well, the doe, the doe I was, trying to shoot would not move past this one tree that was blocking her vitals so um i came to half draw when she started to move out and then that big doe that stupid big nanny doe she blew and all these deer scattered right out from under my tree so i swear that doe knew i was there and she literally brought all those deer in just so she could like like spit in my face basically uh i'm 99 percent sure that that's what was going through that doe's head that's um, funny yeah it was pretty funny but just a stupid idea <laughs> but uh yeah so then you know a couple weekends of whitetail hunting and then went out uh out west with my brother-in-law that was a third year i've been out there hunting mule deer and white some white tail too but mm-hmm. mostly chasing mule deer um and uh that was a fun fun time you know um good good to get away from work and the hustle and bustle of life yeah uh, you know it was first couple of days were tough 
Uh, never did shoot a deer. I've been there three times and haven't shot one yet. Um, but my brother-in-law missed a big old forky, like a four-year-old fork horn um, at 40 yards, just mid okay. with a compound. Um, yeah. Just mis- misjudged distance. Well, range finder was hitting brush, you know, mm-hmm. or grass or whatever. <laughs> it was pretty comical what we were hiding in. Well, hiding is not even Quote what unquote, we were doing. Yeah. It was literally like we one of us i think a, my brother-in-law like walked to where the deer was and took a picture looking back at me where we had been kneeling and it was we we're literally like in plain sight standing I mean, out yeah yeah you might as well might as well <laughs> i mean we weren't hiding at all yeah um but yeah so that was pretty cool that was about as close as we came um you know hunted that week and then the friday came and then you know other hunters started pouring in for the weekend and all the deer like we had seen we got into a really good spot uh we're seeing tons of deer that for like two days i mean like 50 60 deer a day and and then uh, then after people showed up they're gone two deer we saw two deer in two in the next two days yeah (laughs) so we packed up we're like screw it we're you know cutting our losses and getting out of here went back to work so um yeah so then back to whitetails um had a few more good sits saw a lot of a lot of deer just couldn't get a shot off and then uh same location that those does came in Mm -hmm. you know right by that parking lot um i a different tree though because a different wind um I can't even remember the date. Uh, must have been October 11th-ish. Yeah. Somewhere in the second weekend of October. Um, I'm like, I'm shooting, you know, shooting the first thing that comes in, right? <clears throat> uh, just trying to get a deer down because uh, after that mule deer hunt, I was just frustrated, whatever. Just wanted to put a deer in the freezer and uh, get some blood on my hands with a stick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, first deer that ended up showing up. Um, was a five point, like one and a half year old buck. He came in to 11 feet, just wow. under, yeah, a couple yards away. And uh, he caught the winds roll a little bit and he caught a little bit of scent, maybe a little bit of ground scent from where I'd been standing when I was setting up my first stick and stuff. Yeah. Um, and just kind of got a little nervous. I think he saw my truck over there too. Um, and he kind of, he was broadside when I drew and then he kind of turned his body a little bit, quarter and two. And he was, again, you know, one of those things where he's so close, you can't miss. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I basically, I shot at the whole deer and didn't pick a spot. Um, ended up hitting too far to the right. He was facing like two, like his head was to my left. So he got guts. Yep. Uh, yeah. high and back. jeez. Oh, um, yeah, it I think what it ended up doing is nearly clipping liver. Um and then out the guts. Uh but too too far back to hit anything really serious. Um that deer, I'm I know it did die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't survive gut shots. I, no. I, you know, they just don't. They get blood poisoning, whatever. Yeah. Um, they do die eventually, but you know, he ran off, and I thought, oh, you know, I thought I made a good shot because he, I thought, you know, 
I didn't I didn't even think about guts you know I mean he was running off kind of slow and I thought he's just gonna tip over right out of sight right I mean yeah. I thought he was didn't even think about it um and it all happened so fast you know once the arrow flashed through him it took off and <clears throat> um you know he ran out of sight and I was like it was super windy so I didn't hear a crash but I wasn't too worried about it um you know gave him I thought I smoked him right so um gave him about 20 minutes so got down um i think i put my went back to the truck put my climbing sticks away because i wasn't going to drag them around yeah uh went back found my arrow and there was stomach matter on it and i knew uh, right then that that was a bad deal oh, uh shit. yeah yeah i was like yeah it was an oh shit moment for sure um but i thought eh Maybe that's the exit, you know. I think I took out both lungs, and that's probably the exit. Yeah. Exited out the gut. So I was still feeling pretty good, but I uh, started following the blood trail, and it was pretty sparse. Uh, got pretty worried about 90 yards in. I hadn't seen too much for blood. Yeah. Um, and it just kept getting less and, you know, becoming less and less of a blood trail. Um pretty soon i was following tracks and then he got into where there's a bunch of deer trails and i lost everything yeah um marked last blood <clears throat> backed out for the night came back so I, I tracked him like walking slow i tracked him for an hour um took me an hour to go that 100 yards probably 120 yards before i found last blood whatever it was um went back had to go to work obviously the next morning that was a that was actually a monday or tuesday night after work i slipped out there for a yeah. quick hunt um so i had to go back to work the next morning but my boss was nice enough mid-morning to let me uh go track the deer so said take as long as you need whatever <clears throat> you know go back go back to come back to work when you can whatever right. yeah find it um went back out Looked till I think from like eight thirty nine o'clock until one one thirty. Um, didn't find a single drop of blood. Checked every single low area swamp, yeah, you know, pocket, every bed I could find. Nothing. 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 Not a bed with blood in it. Nothing. Um. Kind of hung it up for the day, had to go back to work, you know, got to earn that coin. So um, went back the next day after work, just thinking, okay, um, oh, oh no, back up. So I, that uh, that morning or, you know, that time frame. Yeah, that you day you after, found another deer, didn't you? Yeah, I, was, I, yeah. I forgot about that. So, so yeah, I started listening for crows because I was talking to uh, – my little group of uh, guys that I kind of hang out with and talk to, um, EJ and uh, Nate and the Arrowheads crew guys, um, mm -hmm. we kind of talk back and forth and whatever, um, asking them about it. And um, Christoph from Arrowheads said, uh, look for crows, right? Yeah. Um, so I started listening. I could definitely hear there's crows all over the place, but I could hear a bunch of commotion about 300 yards away. I'm like, dang it, that's a total opposite direction of where I have been looking, but figured I'd walk over there anyway. You know, you never know. 
uh, get over there, get about 60 yards away from where all these crows are, you know, making racket and a couple eagles fly up. And I'm like, okay, well, this kind of concludes the story, right? Mm-hmm. What's an end of this chapter? So thinking, okay, this buck is laying here all tore up and whatnot. So I figured, okay, I'm going to wrap my tag on him and call it a day and uh, get up there, see, see blood everywhere and drag marks and follow the drag marks into this little patch of brush and there's a a fawn laying there um coyotes had killed it that yeah. morning it was like uh still floppy and everything and <clears throat> eyes weren't even glazed over oh geez yeah fresh, fresh. it was fresh so um so yeah found that that was a kind of an odd coincidence yeah um like a 70 60 70 pound fawn um but uh went back you know that was the morning after i shot it so kept looking till about 1 30 anyway went back the next day after work looked for another five hours i think um i can't remember the exact amount of hours so you I put did. in your time basically yeah this thing, and it was, and it, was it was pretty much you know yeah that's it giving up yeah. on it yep yeah right? it, it rained that night and everything that second night after i shot it i'm like well, it's gonna suck. So, it was definitely a battle. Like I've had, I think I've had, I think I've wounded one other deer and couldn't find it. Same type of situation, if I remember right, the mm-hmm. first year I hunted. Um, but <clears throat> it was definitely a mental battle whether to, you know, punch my tag and call it a year on my buck tag, on my either mm-hmm. or tag, or keep hunting. Yep. Um, but my gut feeling said, you know, get past it, keep hunting. Yeah. Um, everything's legal, so. You know, it's not, a, I'm not in possession of the deer and everything. So, um, 100% legal. So, kept hunting. Um, you know, kept going through October. Uh, the end of October, um, myself and, uh, those, those same guys, uh, Nate and, uh, EJ and Christoph and I. We're, uh, went, went, uh, on a fun weekend trip while well, they, they, they headed down there a couple days earlier than me, but, mm-hmm. um, we're all shooting stick bows, you know, and, uh, it was a really good time. Hunted public land, uh, all mobile stuff, just bouncing around from different pieces, you know, uh, a lot of time behind the wheel, checking out new spots, basically scouting while we we're hunting. Yeah. And uh, it was really, really fun. Um, I think we're planning on doing that, making that an annual thing. Um, as long as I don't fall out of good graces with them. <laughs> but, uh, no, they're super cool guys. Uh, um, so we're all becoming, well, they're already good friends, but I'm becoming pretty good friends with all of them. So, um, yeah, I met Christoph so yeah. for the first time this year. We, yeah. um, uh, came down for like a 3d shoot and I finally made it to a 3d shoot, you know, him and TC and, uh, super good guys. Oh yeah, you know. TC's is. Oh, I I need to talk to him more. Uh, he's a cam. I don't know if maybe he doesn't want anybody to know that. I don't know. I guess it's no secret. He's a no. Cameraman. He knows. Yeah, yeah. He, for for, uh, for Donnie. For yeah. Donnie Vincent. Yeah. So, yep. um, he just got back. I think last week or the week before from a couple weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah, like a month and some up there in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So super cool. I I really need to get to know him more because I could. He shot wanna... a caribou, I think, didn't he? Yep. Yep. I think. Yeah. yeah. Shot a caribou, yeah. Um <clears throat> he's a super cool guy. Um very 
smart guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's been around. So definitely need to uh, pick his brain on some of uh, some things for sure but um yeah <clears throat> yeah so that was fun uh let's see i missed a button buck on the first night um because i got there on a thursday night after work is like a four hour three and a half four hour drive for me um bomb down there after work hunted the next morning didn't see anything um went back to that same spot that evening and had a deer come in perfect like i wanted it to right along the edge of the river uh there's a heavy trail and came into uh i can't remember 18 yards 16 yards and actually it was a button buck but i'm like you know again coming off that real low point with mm-hmm. wound in that buck um i'm like screw it i'm gonna shoot this thing and uh you know it would have been a cool experience to just shoot a deer with these guys you know yeah, I mean, it, was, it would have been just a cool thing. So, and beggars can't be choosers. So, took my shot. Everything went good. Got through my clicker, and um, everything was going smooth until a limb decided to uh, jump up out of the middle of nowhere. And uh, those goddamn limbs just materialized out of nowhere. I know. Knocked my arrow down. I was pissed. <laughs> went over there and kicked it. No, just kidding. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Cussed it out a little few times for sure. Cussed it out, but uh, that didn't do me any good, I guess. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, ended up shooting low. Just I think there's like one drop of blood on my on one feather. Um, mm-hmm. Just clipped up like the leg, like a couple just hairs. Flush, there's yeah. like yeah, a couple of hairs and a speck of blood. Yeah. Um, actually, that deer made a crazy noise when it was running off. It actually screamed. Really? Uh, I've never, I've heard that from like wounded, like seriously wounded deer. Um, but it actually like screamed like a woman. Oh. Uh, it's freaky as hell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know if I just, sca- if it was because it was scared or what, but uh, it's like a kind of like a fawn bleat scream. I don't know yeah. what. Like uh, a goat? Ever heard like a goat like yelling yeah. or screaming or whatever? Yeah. yeah, it was similar to that. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. But uh, I think EJ missed a, a doe, I think the night before I got there. Um, and that was about it. I mean, we saw deer. But, uh, you know, when, you, when you're just bouncing around from public land area to public land area, um, it's, you know unless you spend a lot of time in a spot you don't know what's good and what's not so um we got into deer for sure but it wasn't you know if we would have had a little more time i think we would have gotten it done put a couple deer on the ground but uh came close on a couple other deer but um it was just a good time you know didn't get to uh spend a ton of time back at camp in the evenings pretty much we all showed up late back at camp and uh after dark and Kind of bummed around a little bit, ate something, and then we'd crash, and then uh, get up early, um, and we're probably a little crabby in the morning, didn't really mm-hmm. talk to each other, and uh, just kind of headed our separate ways, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. That was the end of October, I think, like, when was that? You know, that the weekend before Halloween-ish, yep. kind of, Um and then, yeah, so 
Let's see, then uh, rolling in November. So, <clears throat> well, I guess, so the Wednesday, man, that would have been like the, oh, I can't remember the dates. But anyway, the so I shot, not to jump ahead, but I shot my buck on a Saturday, right? I think yeah. that was. And uh, the Wednesday before I'd gotten off work early, we just ran out of work. So um, for the day done with some projects so got to go to sit in a tree um that wednesday before um and had a really good sit uh down that same area where general area where it hunted opening day Mm -hmm. um had a really nice buck actually i think it was the buck i shot um had a good buck cruising for does you can see his head down just jogging um at about 60 yards within 20 minutes of me setting up. Um, nice. Yeah. And uh, had a bunch of turkeys come in, six, seven, eight turkeys, whatever there was. Um, and then right at last light, I had three deer come in. Three, they're actually in a group, three young bucks um, come into about 27, 27, 28 yards and paraded by me. Um, so that was a pretty good sit. I mean, in my opinion, anyway, for northern Minnesota. Oh, yeah. See, it sounds like you got it's all a lot of, yeah. lot, of, lot of critters. Yeah. So it was a good, really good sit. Um, fast you're shooting forward. the widow at this point, right? What's that? You're shooting a black widow at this yep. point, right? You got the Yep. I had owned it. You know, I got it uh, mid-October, so I'd been hunting with it a little bit for a couple weeks. So, um, yeah. Uh, took actually that trip down there with those guys uh was the real first hunt with it so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah so fast forward to saturday morning november 2nd um i snuck in nice and early finally um woke up early enough drove down there snuck in but um kind of got turned around in the dark uh actually ended up sitting I, I finally just got pissed at all that brush that i was fighting um but i still got in pretty quiet but uh actually ended up sitting i'm like used the tra- line distance thing on onyx and i was literally 252 feet from my truck oh okay <laughs> so i mean it, i got in there pretty early but uh you know i i wanted to get set up like way ahead of time so yeah I was like, screw it this spot looks pretty dang good i mean there's trails everywhere there's scrapes um i was on a nice like so it, it went from oak ridges to there was a patch of uh balsams in the middle of this bunch of oak ridges hmm. and uh it kind of you could just see these deer were working that edge like it yeah. created an edge kind of between two totally different habitats and it was just tore up in there with deer traffic. You could just see it even in the dark under my headband. I'm like, okay. Sometimes you just got to stop where it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, there, I was like, screw it. There's lots of deer in here. So got settled in. Um, it started cracking daylight, you know, half hour, 45 minutes later. Um, looked over to my right and uh, saw it. it was pretty dark, but so I had to put the binos on him. He's only at 30 yards, but... So he's a good buck. I couldn't quite tell what he was, but uh, he's kind of working a scrape over there. And uh, 
which is cool. And um, grunted at him, but I, you know, I use the grunt tubes with like the adjustable O-ring thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, had it sent set on like the dominant buck grunt, whatever. Yeah. It, it kind of spooked him off because um, he's only a three and a half year old. Yeah. So it was a little too aggressive for him. He kind of walked away, kind of spooked looking. Um, and then uh, right half hour after that, um, I hear leaves crunching out in front of me, kind of in the same general direction, and uh, in front of me and to my right, and there's a doe and a fawn sneaking, slipping through the woods about 60 yards away. The doe had her tail sticking straight out. I'm like, okay, we got a hot doe in the area. That's good. Yep. Um, you know, November 2nd, uh, that's good, good thing. So um, they headed into where that buck had, I'd last seen that buck. Um, and I was just kind of put my binos away after looking at them like, sweet. And I hear a stick pop right underneath me. And there's another doe and a fawn at like 15 yards. Hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, I know there's a buck close by, but I'm going to shoot this doe, you know, fill my doe tag. And uh, the fawn came in right underneath my tree, but the doe was pretty nervous. Um, they actually walked in right where I had walked in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was pretty nervous. The wind was right and all, but... Uh, <clears throat> But she came in, followed the fawn, and then she she knew something was up, and she looked up and saw me. Oh, and and she bounced out 20 yards, and I came to full draw. And as I was coming to full draw, well, in the middle of that, kind of when I was focused on the stone, I heard a buck grunt where that doe had gone. I'm like, okay, that buck's over there. I might just shoot, you know, a buck and a doe, fill both my taste. Right. Uh, But so I was focused on the doe, so didn't really think too much of it and like kill this doe right so the doe bounds out to 20 yards and i start coming to full draw on her thinking she's spooky but i'm you know pretty close shot so felt good and as i was coming to full draw i hear sounded like a bull come trampling through the brush to my right and uh that buck was full like full-blown chasing that doe really it came flying in right right into the little opening where i was and doe and fawn came flying past and the buck came in to about eight yards kind of behind me right yeah and um yeah i mean you know if that's the sweet thing about a saddle if if i was facing the same direction i was but on the opposite side of the tree in a tree stand obviously i never would have gotten that shot no it would have got the tree blocking you Yeah. yeah Yeah, so it was, so I, you know, I was basically, um, like right behind me, directly behind me, and I came to full draw, and uh, he caught. I don't know if he caught the movement or I, I stopped. I tried stopping him, you know, with a, you know, mouth grunt or whatever. Yeah. And he, uh, he didn't like that. He slammed on the brakes and looked up <laughs> at, at eight yards and uh, jumped out to to twenty. Uh, a little gap that I had ranged before, um, 20 yards on the dot, and uh, I got him to stop and uh, picked a spot, picked a clump of hair on him, and um, you sent know, it. Sent it, yep. And I uh, watched that arrow, you know, disappear pretty much right where I was looking, and um, you know, he jumped and ran off, and I could see. 
blood pouring out and i'm like he slowed down pretty quick but um you know he kind of like on a slow jog out of sight and uh yeah it was so i waited a little bit on that one because he was quartering away and i you know i was just worried about uh i I knew i'd hit him like back it hit where i wanted but i I hit like last rib right Mm -hmm. and that's where i wanted it but you know, I started second guessing myself and the shot placement and all. I'm thinking, oh no, here we go again. Was that yeah. guts, you know? And uh, got a little nervous. So I waited 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, climbed down. I actually called uh, first person that popped into my head was uh, Drew Kohlhofer from Selway. Um, mm-hmm. We talked constantly, uh, text back and forth, mostly stupid shit, but. Uh, <laughs> memes and whatnot but uh, (laughs) we've become pretty dang good friends so um you know i called him up and he's super pumped for me and all that and yeah and um got down found my arrow stuck pretty much laying there right past her you know right on the other side of where he'd been standing and blood right from the start um you know within a couple standing and followed a blood trail blind man could follow um so how he, far went away. Go? he went up exactly 100 yards well oh, wow. pretty, like 102 yards um and uh piled up so it was pretty cool um definitely like i i that sat was a bit of relief i bet you after you know oh, dude yeah it was it was definitely like a weight lifted off my shoulders for sure when yeah. i seen him you know you I was focused on the blood trail looking down. I look up and there he is laying there. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, how but, big did he end up being? Um, well he did really, he's three and a half year old. He didn't have that big of a body. Um, he wasn't a horse for sure, but, um, you know, I, I've shot a couple bigger bucks body and rack wise. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know, hundred and, 80 pounds maybe oh um, well, still that's still it's decent, you know good yeah you know good good bodied buck um i don't know 115 inch deer right I don't, I don't know i don't i've never scored a deer in my life i would i don't yeah. really know how to judge them but um it was a nice looking deer from what i remember yeah but i remember yeah i mean i'm more than pumped with him so um yeah any three and a half year old buck you know anything in that kind of antler size or bigger well i'm pumped with anything anything but that's like a that's a good buck to me yeah. and you're so, only 200 yards from your truck <laughs> yeah oh it was awesome it was, it was an easy drag <laughs> so yeah it was pretty sweet um yeah i sat there for about 10 minutes and just you know drank it all in so soaked it all in yeah yep so so that's awesome so you got i mean first year first well not first year with trad but your first trad yep. kill bear first yep. trad kill um buck you know yep. or deer or, or deer so how many more tags you got left uh just my doe tag i still have that to fill so yeah, yeah. you're gonna get out much or oh yeah i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna hunt until it gets too cold to you know be safe really well right you know right yeah i, I kind of lose my mind when it's uh you know single digits or below zero and i'm out there um 
I, I, I don't keep... mind it in those, but I, but I hunt off the ground when I do yeah. that. I, I spend less and less and less time in a tree yeah. because I can, first of all, I'm, I'm too fidgety anyway, right, as mm-hmm. it is. But um, when it gets that cold, I, I, can, I can get through the day by like going and sitting somewhere for like a half an hour and then like moving for even like five or 10 minutes and then yep. sitting in another place for like half an hour, 45 hour, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I, I can tough out and just kind of move from place to place to place. Yep. Um, I can't do that in a tree stand all day long, no. you know, I just, not, not when it gets that cold, no. but, uh, I just kind of change it up a little bit and you know, it, 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 for me, it ends up turning into more of like a scouting session anyway at that yep. point. But I mean, every now and then, like, you know, you, you luck into something and you're like, Oh crap, this is, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might oh, get yeah, lucky, sure. but yeah. I, plus you got all those extra layers on too, with like bulk and all that stuff that you got to sit in a tree stand or, oh, or I even know. with a saddle, you know, I mean, yep. Uh, yep. You just you just can't carry all. I mean, you can carry all the stuff, but it's just such a pain to sit there. As, you know, even with like, I mean, you wear a lot of like like Sitka gear and stuff like that. Yep. Even like a lot of technical clothing, you still layer you still layer up a lot. You know, oh, yeah. you're still restricted mobility wise. I mean, this stuff isn't Absolutely. like, you know, these aren't like you know. I was gonna say it's not like a heater suit. They have a heater body suit, but I don't mean that. It's not like a it's not like a heated like totally insulated suit. They can just you know. No. Uh, you, you still got to layer up, you know. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. I, I end um, up, I end up being a lot more mobile and walking around more and kind of warm it up, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna get a ghillie suit here this winter and uh, hunt turkeys with it and kind of get, you know, used to it turkey hunting. And then I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna use it next fall for sure. Yeah, I, I got one, but I really want to get one of those like what like the like the Mark Anthony ones or, yeah. or uh, whoever what who makes it a bush rag I think makes them bush now. rag yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do they still are, make like that? Because I thought uh, Matt Zernzak said that was discontinued, but it's there on their website and it says it's, it's on the stock. website. The, the Bushrag one's on the website. I think I don't know if it's the exact same one or not, but I think it's I don't I'm not sure if it's the same model or yeah. if it looks just like the same model. But that Mark Anthony one is discontinued, which I was kind of laughed at the name Mark Anthony because isn't he some sort of like 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 Latino singer or something like that? You know, yeah, I, 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 yeah, like like J Lo, I think. <laughs> yeah. It, it, anyway, so yeah. Um, but uh, B- Bushrag has them on their site, but the, yep. but it's just like the top, I think, and it's like a hundred and thirty something bucks. Um, I you know? think in the fine print it says it comes with pants. Oh, okay, but still, I wouldn't I th- wear the pants. You know, like nobody wears the pants. You know, yeah. everybody just wears the top and and yep. the and the head covering kind of thing. So, but yep. I mean, that's that that one looks like the bomb. I mean, it looks like yeah. really really natural. The one I have is like a chintzy thirty dollar like Amazon one. And yeah, I, I mean, I I lose you know at least like you know like a handful of strands every time i wear it because it just pulls yeah. off so easy and it just it just grabs on brush and all that stuff but i mean yeah. it's still plenty plenty on there i mean yeah. and and you get the thing and you already have to like cut off like pretty much the entire inside of your you know your bow arm and yeah and chest that's... and stuff like that you know just so it doesn't get tangled but i've got it down to a point where i'm not cutting any more off but it's yep. just you know um and that, that and they're you get so sweaty in those things too yeah you, you know yeah. but they're uh, quite a bit of coyote hunting yeah but they're, they're kind of they're they're very cool i, I definitely yeah. you know tend to well it's my first year using them I've, i have like a leafy leafy-ish kind of one it's like mm-hmm. a snow camo one that i've been wearing the past few years but um yeah i, I definitely want to do a little more ground hunting and and think you know get some success with that Absolutely. and then look forward to turkey season too you know so yep for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna try and crank out the, you know, that doe tag. I'm gonna yeah. try and 
whatever the hell I can. I don't know how many more days I've, uh, you know, or even sits so I'm, I'm going to have. You yeah. Know, my, it just, it's, it's just crazy with, um, I mean, the last sit that I had was last, God, not last, last time was a week before, the week before Halloween almost. You know, it was the last time I actually was like out for deer. And then just between work travel and everything else and then, you know, family life and all that. I mean, I, I haven't been out, you know, I went down to Florida, yeah. shot a pig down there, but, um, you know, it's, just, it's not the same, you know, I mean, I still right. want to, yep. still want the deer out here. So yeah, I yeah. might get out maybe, maybe a day or an afternoon here or there, but that's just, just the, the way this, you know, schedule for me and my wife and stuff like that's been working out for like lately, it's yeah. it's like kind of like a no go. So I've seen yeah. a grand total of one deer all season. Oh, like, that sucks. Like that's, seen seen one deer. That's, that's it. My typical season is yeah. I mean not <laughs> maybe not one, but probably eight, ten the whole season. Well, I've normally had a, pretty, a whole lot more. Yeah, you know? I think the deer herd up here is kind of bouncing back from. I mean, we had a pretty harsh winter last winter but for some reason yeah. i think they're bouncing back a little bit somehow i don't know um no that's the, good i mean for me yeah. I, I just haven't been able to get to some of the spots that are typically hunted because just like in, in turkey season a lot of where i was going to go is like was underwater and i couldn't yeah. get to you know i just, yeah. I just it, we had like lots of just kind of like long-term kind of like high water flooding kind of thing you know mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, well, shit, I can't go here. I can't go there. I can't go there. And there's there's like four or five spots that I wanted to go that I just could not get to, you know. And then, you know, everyone, of course, everyone else is kind of concentrated in the same areas that you are yeah. as far as, you know, public land. And it's just, you know, it made it for, I don't know, It's it's been made for a, a, a tough, tough season, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know, I'm um, trying to make, make is, you know. Or they get lemonade out of lemons, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, no kidding, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of running out of time, too. Um, December is kind of a busy time for construction because you're trying to get all this stuff done before mm-hmm. it gets really, really cold. And right. I, bu- I build uh, pole sheds and stuff, so, <clears throat> you know, you got to get poles in the ground before it freezes rock solid. So right. we got about two more where we're going to get poles in the ground, and then we're but done with that and we'll start uh start like doing other stuff but a little yeah. bit but uh yeah yeah all right man well we've been going for about an hour and a half here so i think we're gonna yeah. try and wrap this thing up here so yeah i'm starting uh, to lose my voice yeah i mean too, i got i got like my my yeti cup over here that i've been sipping on but that's one thing i forgot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for me it's just uh more shooting, more shooting, more practice, wherever yep. I can, even in my basement down here, and then, oh, yeah. you know, try and keep tuning stuff. You said you can't, you, you were changing stuff mid-season as far as bows. I, I tend to do that with arrows and stuff, too, and I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? You know, oh, just yeah, just know. stop it, you know, but I don't, I can't. I know, so, it's bad. It's, it, yeah, it's a sickness. Uh, it is. I have a few different arrow setups I'm going to try this winter, um, and next year, I mean, there's... I have to get like one arrow set up dialed and one one or two bows just dialed mm-hmm. and just stick with them. So yeah, good luck with that. I keep telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. uh, well, all right, man. Um, I guess where can uh, where can everybody find you? 
Um, yeah, so I'm I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Not so much on Facebook anymore. I'm probably going off there again. I was off for a while, and there's nothing too productive on there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, on Instagram, um, barefoot traditional at barefoot underscore traditional. So, um, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Are you are you going to make that into like like some sort of like like brand or what are you trying to do with that? Just with that name or is it just something you just kind of came up with? Oh man, well I wanted to kind of do some stuff on YouTube and stuff, but uh, we'll see if that happens in the next year or two. But um, I I hope to do like film my turkey season and stuff, do self filming. Um, but I don't know if if people actually be interested in that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I have to learn a little bit more about editing video and all that stuff, but I have a DSLR camera now, so I could do it. Um, I have pretty much all this stuff to to film, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with it. It was just kind of a is kind of a cool, like primitive sounding name too. Mm-hmm. So no, I like barefoot. it kind of caveman type thing so yeah i gotcha but yeah i don't know what i want to do eh, you never know just put keep putting stuff out and people might like it you know so yep, that's kind of what exactly. i do i just throw out stuff out there and see what sticks so yep all right man i am going to sign off out of here so i appreciate you coming back on again and uh i'll definitely uh you know keep you appraised if i have any kind of luck in the woods absolutely so. <laughs> man. for sure yeah keep me posted All right, man. Um, I'm going to stop the recording here, and thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bye.